Hi, welcome to Heartland Startups. I'm your host, Johnny Whitfield. In this episode, I interview Drew, the founder of Inflamo. If you need help with accounting, cash flow, and growing your business, you can find Inflamo on their website, inflamo.co. That's I-N-F-L-A-M-M-O dot C-O. Drew talks about working up the corporate ladder versus starting and running your own company, the importance of mentorship for him and the business, and the challenges facing new companies and their founders. I really enjoyed this conversation with Drew, and I think you're going to get a lot out of our chat. This episode is brought to you by Electric Growth. If you're just starting a business, Electric Growth will help you optimize your site and content to expand your market reach. Check them out on electricgrowth.com. Without further ado, I give you episode eight. All right, we got uh, Drew with Inflamo for episode eight of Heartland Startups. Welcome, Drew. Thank you, Johnny. Glad to be here. So, what is Inflamo, and uh, how did you come up with the idea for it? Inflamo, uh, and, and good job pronouncing Inflamo. Most people don't get that right. I'm not even sure what? we got that right out of the first <laughs> year we started using it. So, uh, job well done. Thank you. Uh, I will give you my brief two-minute background. Helps inform a little bit about what we do at Inflamo. Yeah. Uh, but I've been in Nashville now for about 15 years. I started off as a CPA with Ernst & Young. Uh, did the public accounting thing for a little over three years and like a lot of other CPAs came to the realization sooner rather than later that public accounting was not my heart's desire. Right. I had an opportunity then to get into investment banking with a firm called Morgan Keegan and I lived through the good and the bad and the ugly of that M&A world for, uh, for nearly six years and one of those things that uh, when I started, it was it was the 05, 06 time frame and kind of the ramp up towards the peak of the bull market and deals were getting done and valuations were crazy and I thought that's yeah. how it was always going to be. And Lo and behold, markets collapsed and obviously I saw things from a different perspective, but uh, nevertheless, I enjoyed the day-to-day of the investment banking world a whole lot more than I did public accounting, but banking, like a lot of other careers, the longer you stay in it, the tougher it is to leave. And I wanted to try out the corporate world. So I went and ran finance at a wellness company here in Nashville. And one of those things, it was a turnaround play. Uh, The board came in about uh, a month into my time there and said, hey, we're done funding this struggling asset. Here's your new sets of numbers. Go hit them. Um, So we put the plan in place. We became profitable. We became cash flow positive. We obviously had fun. Uh, celebrating those milestones uh, along that journey the first 12 to 18 months. Uh, But next 12 to 18 months were much more of just a learning curve plateau. Uh, And and really about halfway through my tenure there, I realized that the CFO seat was not the seat for me either. Uh, So I just took, like a lot of other people that, you know, make the plunge to go out on their own, I, I took that long overdue proverbial step back and thought between that CPA, investment maker, CFO hats, what did I enjoy doing and, and how can I focus on that going forward? And so ultimately that led to the start of Inflamo on one one fifteen, so just over a couple of years ago, uh, where today that's what we are. We just combine uh, those three those three different verticals of that CPA, investment maker, CFO, and just nice. wrap those varying skill sets and experiences into this one holistic platform, pumping out financial consulting solutions uh, to early stage and growth companies. Awesome. Very cool. Um, I can imagine that uh, those those companies are um, 
in need of somebody who is uh, basically a Swiss Army knife for their money stuff. So um, that that probably helps a lot. Yeah, at the end at the end of the day, uh, to your point, it, it all gets back to to cash. And uh, and as you know, a, a lot of people just don't love the accounting side of the house. So um, so yeah, we're 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 there to help uh, those people and those those growth companies. That's cool. So you're you're the like the outsource financial team um, to help help startups and uh, growth companies just keep that cash flow going and and keep growing themselves. Yeah, you, you said it well. Um, for for us, it's it's working with those companies, typically zero to one, one to twenty in revenue. We kind of call it anywhere from that seed to C uh, okay. financing range. And um, uh, again, our, our goal is is to help those companies not just know those numbers, but put them into action and help them grow their business from a, a budgeting, forecasting, reporting, uh, and again, all inclusive of that back office perspective. So you, you said it well. The Swiss Army, the Swiss Army. Uh, knife uh, for better or for worse uh, on the yep. accounting and finance function. So, absolutely, and and now I mean you're you've done all the financial stuff, and now you're doing the entrepreneurial side, entrepreneurial with finance. Um, I'm sure you noticed that a lot of entrepreneurs don't really like to focus on that uh, accounting stuff, as you mentioned, um, and so being able to to do both, what. Um, what are some of the like challenges that you that you see day to day with um, with the entrepreneurs and they're running their businesses? That's good. That's a good question. I think again uh, for us, it, it it probably it just gets back to that cash. Uh, and and we work with a lot of companies who just um, have no idea. Obviously, not what their not only what their cash position is today, but clearly they can't tell. Uh, what it's going to be 90, 180 days, 365 days from now based on the decisions they make today. So uh, it, it's right. really just an overall lack of precision or sophistication in being able to manage that cash flow. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I, you know, John, I, you mentioned kind of the combination of doing what we do along with our own entrepreneurial journey. And I think that's actually helped us uh, in terms of how we've grown and how we've evolved. Uh, to yeah. be able to live through that same that same journey uh, as those startup teams, and so we ourselves obviously know the criticality of managing that cash position. And I, I'm not sure that when we started out, we had as much of an emphasis on that side of the house in terms of a, a solution or an offering. But after going through what we've gone through, obviously the first you know now 30 months now, uh, we get yeah. we get the criticality of, of managing that cash. And so again, it's helped evolve our own offering and our own product set. Uh, as we work along those 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 startups and founding teams. Awesome. Um, what would and you mentioned thirty months now. So, what would you say is like the biggest challenge that you faced in um, that transition from doing all those financial hats to growing a company for thirty months? Ooh, biggest challenge. I could I could come up. With, we could we could spend the next hour talking <laughs> about challenges. Um, yep. Uh, you know, I, I joke all the time um, that if I'd have known how hard it was going to be, I don't know that I ever would have would have made the move. Um, oh, wow. yep. and, and you know, but that's that's I always kind of kind of kid with that. Obviously, thirty sure. months in, I can't imagine myself doing anything else. But it right. is, I, I don't know that I was fully prepared, despite all the the days and years in investment banking where you're working around the clock. I don't know that I was fully prepared for just how. Uh, mentally exhausting it can be and, and again I say that both in a good and a bad way but 
uh, it's just a, uh, yeah. you know, it's a journey and it's a grind. And, uh, you know, for every two steps forward, you take one step back. And um, uh, I just think mentally is where you got to make sure you're, you're prepared uh, for that road and for that journey. And of course, uh, there's just, again, I've got an accounting advanced background and, and I'm trying to transition right. that into a different kind of, uh, you know, more of a CEO and more of a leader and the visionary for the company. So it's a different skill set. It's a different growth curve. And, uh, you know, trying to make that transition or adjustment of not just leading in a, you know, an accounting finance team as a CFO of a company, but again, trying to grow your own company. Again, to your point, uh, you wear multiple right. different hats. Uh, yeah. And so you've got to be the, be the master of, of a lot. So, but again, wouldn't have it any other way. It's, it's uh, you know, for anybody out there thinking about making that leap, um, I mean, I, I'm obviously a huge fan and, and a huge advocate for it. Very cool. Um, and your team has been growing too, right? And we've got a fantastic team. Yes, we've been we've been fortunate there. So um, how how has that gone? Like, let's say you know hiring people and getting the right people on the team um, for culture and fit. Uh, what advice would you give to to people who, you know, as as they're trying to grow their get their cash flow going, uh, a wrong wrong per employee or uh, you know co-founder even could um, really hurt that um, in that arena. Uh, what advice would you give to a, a new entrepreneur? Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a great question. I think it was it was important for me on day one. Uh, I remember meeting with one of, uh, one of my advisor board members early, uh, kind of first 30, 60 days of starting in Flambo, and he made the point that, you know, he said, your, your biggest risk is you're going to get, you know, 12 months down the road and people are going to still refer to in Flambo as you. Uh, which is his way of saying you got to make sure that you know you bring on the right talent, the right people, and get your get yourself out of the day to day uh, client execution. So for us, as we've grown that team, I've always um, you know uh, kept that I guess close in mind, and uh, we have a say we have a saying here of you know the difficulty of quote unquote investing in scale and advance of scale. And I think that's every every entrepreneur's uh, you know kind of one of the main challenges when it comes to people is when is that right time. Um, for us, you know, I don't know that there's a static answer for that, but for us, sure. uh, again, we're a, we're a people-based, service-based business. So, you know, at the end of the day, for us right now, people is everything, and, and I fully believe that Inflamo is only going to go as far as the as the people we bring on board. Um, so, if if we've got that A player lined up or, or, or that kind of can't miss candidate, and, and I've been fortunate, the team we've been able to round out has been all. Large and people that I've I've known or have worked with in a in a prior career, um, or have have come to us from, from some pretty trusted uh, uh, friends or advisors. Uh, but for us, you know, it, it starts with you know making sure that it aligns to our DNA of who we want to be from a you know a core purpose and values perspective. Um, obviously, secondary to that is is then making sure they've got the technical skill set and know how. Um, but but we've always again kind of as long as we had the the ultimate you know pipeline and and capital position to support it, uh, we probably leaned a bit more aggressively than most of bringing people on board, trying to stay in front of that pipeline, uh, especially again when when they kind of checked all the boxes of what we we're looking for from that people perspective. But it's a it's a it's a tough tough one to to have to navigate. There's there's no easy uh, no easy right or wrong black or white answer there. Definitely. I mean, it's in people and culture and working together like that when you don't know them. I mean, even if you have known them in, in a personal setting, knowing them in the, in the professional setting is certainly different and it, it changes that dynamic. 
Um, and so navigating those waters is always a challenge um, and good for y'all. And uh, it's been impressive to see, see the growth that you've had. You talked a couple of times in there about um, mentors and advising. Um, do you have a, a specific set of mentors for the company, for you? Um, like, how, how did you get those mentors? Um, and how, have that, how has that helped shape your business? Uh, we do. We have a formal advisory board, and it is it has been the world, uh, both to the business and to me personally. When I started in Flambeau, um, it was it was kind of me going out on my own, uh, so I didn't have that co-founder out of the gate, if you will. I've been fortunate yeah. enough again since then to to like I said, round out a, fa a fantastic team and, and have a, a bit of a partner in crime now who's uh, who's who's been fantastic. Uh, but especially early on, having that formal advisory board in place, and, and it, it was people that, again, uh, I just developed a pretty good relationship and, and respected and looked up to you know, within my first you know, 12, 15 years here in Nashville. Uh, and I just kept a list of, uh, of people that uh, if, if I did something on my own, I would want them involved in some way, shape, or form. And I was fortunate enough that the first three people I went to uh, were, the, were, the, were the first three people at the top of my list and, and somehow convinced them to say yes uh, wow, to be nice part time. of our advisory board. So they have been fantastic. And like I said, um, certainly from a, from a strategy and a direction and bouncing off ideas, but perhaps even more importantly, uh, just having them there from a, uh, a mental, again, outlet uh, and just having a, an audience of, of taking everything, like I said, especially when it was earlier on and uh, more, right. more just myself. Having that outlet of people who had been there, done that, um, and, and could relate to what I was going through, again, mentally, emotionally, all that other good stuff. Right. For me, honestly, they were just as critical there as, as they've been elsewhere. And they've been, like I said, they've been fantastic elsewhere in terms of the, the business itself. So highly recommend uh, getting that advisory board in place. Uh, for us, again, it's a quarterly meeting, uh, and I try to get uh, individual meetings uh, with them in between those quarterly. So uh, they've nice. been great, highly engaged, and, and again, a, a key part of, of whatever success we've been able to generate this first two and a half years. That's awesome. Um, and you talked about there some the mental toughness and um, all, what, facing all of those challenges as an entrepreneur, especially uh, as you were saying when you were on your own um, and having those advisors. What has been the, I guess, key to your stick to itness, uh, if you will, um, getting through hurdles with mental toughness? Um, what do you think has been the biggest help there and how can that help other entrepreneurs who are going out on their own like you did um, as they come up against those challenges? Great question. Uh, a couple things for me personally. One, uh, I'd say just my, my faith. Um, and for, for me personally, I, I just kind of felt a uh, spiritual calling, if you will, um, mm -hmm. to, to go out and launch Inflammo. And there's just been a, a few instances uh, in, the, in the last 30 months that, you know, maybe when I was as down as any other time, uh, some, some things happened that just reinforced uh, that original calling that I think I had. So for me, just uh, the spiritual side of the faith has been key. Without that, uh, again, I, I don't know that, that I would have been able to, uh, to to make it to this point. 
And then secondary, or, or perhaps the side to that, it's, it's just maintaining that optimistic mindset. And um, I was fortunate enough in a prior life to work for a, a CEO who um, was just an amazing optimist. And I think I developed, a, I learned from that and saw how he led with that. And, and I think, you, I mean, again, you, you've got to focus on the, on the positive and, and, and stay optimistic because there's going to be many an opportunity out there through, through, through that startup journey uh, that you're going to want to focus on the negative or, like I said, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Um, and, you know, I, heard, I heard someone say the other day, too, within that startup world, you don't have a whole lot of, I guess, real barometers of success to compare yourself against because you're out there either comparing yourself to people who have made it, uh, but of course you haven't seen their journey and you know, there's that saying 20 years later I was an overnight success so you're, you're either comparing yourself you know, to people out there that 20 years later were an overnight success or you're comparing yourself to you know, the, the, the other teams out there of which again there can be a, a lot of superficial success uh, so it's tough and, uh, and, and again it, it's, it, it's, it's easy to kind of get um, influenced by the noise and the distraction and and the obstacles and the hurdles. So, again, for us, it's just been, like I said, ma- maintaining uh, that optimistic mindset uh, and getting back to the core of why we began this in the first place. Very cool. So, how, I mean, as entrepreneur, you're, you know, especially when you're solo uh, entrepreneur, dealing with all of the things that, that come up um, time management and delegation. How have you handled those two things, and uh, you know maybe how is it different um, from when you were going solo, growing it, and now comparing uh, comparing the two? Mm-hmm. Uh, how have I handled it? Most most would probably tell you not very well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, again, I have been extremely fortunate that, that, that like I said, that we're at a team, we're at a full time team of six now, and, and have a. a a fantastic bench of, of contractors on top of that. So, um, I, yeah, I've, I've been quick to try to delegate uh, as the as the team has been brought on board. Um, again, I, I feel like everybody's a whole heck of a lot smarter than I am. Uh, so they're probably quick to take stuff off my plate as well. Uh, but yeah. it's difficult. I, I think, again, the, the, the knowing what's the, the right thing to, to delegate and then yeah. your point, time management is just critical. Um, and so we're all out there reading, you know, the, the time management hacks, if you will. Um, sure. but, uh, but again, I, I just, I try to get back to, um, like you're only going to be as good as the, as the people that you bring on board and your, your people aren't going to be as good as the, as the leadership that you invoke in them. So, uh, they're not going to evolve. They're not going to grow if you don't give them the tasks and the ability and the freedom to do so. So, um, I, I've definitely tried my best to delegate uh, where it made sense, and and obviously that helps freeze up and, and helps to focus on the on the you know more on the business versus in the business, which is obviously a, a critical step to growth. Absolutely, awesome. Um, that's some some good advice. Switching gears a little bit, um, the investment financial market in Nashville. Um, how has that been? Um, with, I mean, startups looking to get that cash flow, you know, and maybe they don't have it in their business yet and um, they're looking for investments. Well, what do you see in the, the market in Nashville um, and how has it changed over the last couple of years? Yep, that's a, that's a great question, Johnny. Um, honestly, what I see is still a ton of opportunity uh, for that 
investment or buy side side of the world here in Nashville to continue to grow and continue to evolve and, and honestly continue to catch up, if you will, with all the other yeah, momentum that, that's been created within that entrepreneurial or within that startup side of town. Um, I think to a large extent, the buy side community that exists today here in Nashville and, and really within the Southeast, this, is, this isn't necessarily just a Nashville, but um, it, it, it largely mirrors what it did 5, 10, 15 years ago when I was in my investment banking days. And, it, and it's almost like, again, it hasn't really caught up yet to what's been going on in downtown Nashville with all that entrepreneurial and all that startup activity and momentum. So I still see a ton of opportunity uh, for, for that capital side of the house to, to catch up, if you will. Uh, but the good news is, 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 is it's happening. Uh, and you see new funds and, and more sophisticated angel uh, funds come together, uh, you know, every every month it seems like so uh, I do think it I do think it's still a work in progress but I sure. but I think there is progress being made um, and, and clearly if this town is going to continue to to sustain that momentum and continue to recruit the, the talent that we've been able to recruit we're going to have that the, the capital we're going to have to have the capital means uh, in place to, to support that so it's a, it's a it's a big next step in the ongoing involvement uh, of, of this town and of this region to, to continue to, to spearhead a, a startup ecosystem. Definitely. Um, I, I noticed it, the, the difference in the Entrepreneur Center, um, you know, in 2017 versus 2012. Um, it, it's clear that the entrepreneurial scene is growing so much and it's, it's really cool to see. Um, it is, it is. It's 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 a, it's it's one of a number of factors that continue to to make Nashville the the it city uh, and the EC and all the good work and, and just that that mindset that develops again this this town right now is, has been amazing to see definitely and and I I get the feeling that a lot of the entrepreneurs here um, whereas it this may not be true of a lot of other cities but um, are are very open to helping each other and trying to help the other uh, entrepreneurs grow their business and don't even think twice about giving them advice or you know um, feedback or whatever they're they're looking for uh, which is is a really cool environment and I think it, it helps um, the entrepreneur scene in Nashville thrive a lot have Completely you seen that as well Completely agree with 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 that comment there Johnny and, and I do think it's a it's a little bit unique or rare. Uh, to this town, and again, I do think it's a huge factor of, of why we continue to be the it city. It's almost, it's almost like the, the people in this town. If 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 one of us has a success or becomes a success, it, it, it's almost like we all feel that we were a part of it. Uh, so there is this uh, this this contagious mentality to help each other out. Uh, yeah. The mentor network is 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 extremely strong, um, and and that's something that I don't think that that as a city we should we should take for granted. So uh, it's, it's a strength, it's an asset that, we'll, that we, should, we should certainly continue to leverage, and hopefully it's a mindset that we don't lose uh, in the next 10, 15 right. years. Absolutely. Um, sticking to our, our core um, principles and values and, uh, and the helpfulness that Nashvillians uh, generally carry. <laughs> um, no so what, um, what's... And I guess it doesn't have to be financial. And maybe you could do one one piece of financial advice and one piece of entrepreneurial advice. Um, would you give 
to a would-be founder who's preparing to start their company. They haven't launched it yet. They're, they're just, they've got their idea. They're thinking that this is what they want to do. They're not sure if they're ready to make the jump. What, would, what advice would you give them? Uh, great question. Um, I would say for, for me, when I look back at, at, at our first 30, 60, 90 days, uh, I, if I were going to do it all over again, Johnny, I think I spent too much time uh, in a room trying to come up with a business plan and come up with a business model and, and, and figure out the financing plan around that model uh, when really I should have just gone out there and, and start having conversations. Um, and not to say that I mean, clearly I'm a believer in the budgeting and the planning process. And, right. <laughs> uh, but early on, again, that first 30, 60, 90 days when, when that whiteboard was completely in front of me, um, if I were to go back and pull up some of the business plans that I spent a lot of time that first 30 days uh, drawing up and put on paper, it, it, it could it could look you know couldn't be more remote from what we're actually doing today. Yeah. Um, and so I would say again, certainly make sure again from a capital from a capital or, or cash perspective that um, you've got more than what you think you need. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time while you got to have that plan, while you have to have the underlying model in place, it's going to grow, it's going to evolve, it's going to pivot significantly, not once, not twice, but many times. So the sooner you can start that process of getting out there and start those iterations and start that involvement, the better off you're going to be in the long term. Awesome. That is great advice. Things change and, and they um, you can't be like just sticking your feet in the mud with the plan that you thought was going to be what works when the market is constantly changing and telling you to go a different direction. That's you awesome. You've got to, you've got to embrace the pivot because <laughs> the yep. pivots are, are coming. Uh, so embrace it, grow, evolve, and, and, and just continue to respond to what the market's telling you. Um, when, we, when we launched in Flambeau, um, yeah, and, and again, going back to that, that self-assessment I did between that CPA investment maker CFO, for me, it was much more of those latter two verticals and, and, and bringing that investment banking logic and more of that forward-looking uh, CFO lens and, and that level of sophistication to the startup market. On day one, that's, that's again, that was the model that I was building out is to be this outsourced strategic finance shop. And again, fast forward two years later, while we do a, a good bit of, of, again, financial modeling, planning, forecasting, at the end of the day, like I said, a lot of what we do is just purely that back office uh, day-to-day ARAP because that's what the market needs right now. Yeah. Um, and, and I would have never thought that, predicted that. Uh, again, I thought the opportunity was, was more in that forward-looking. And um, But like I said, lo and behold, a lot of what we do is purely on the accounting side of the house. So again, you grow, you evolve, you, 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 just, you just bend towards what the market wants you to be. Yeah, definitely. And you know, that's it's very interesting to see that the, a lot of companies are um, using your services as the outsourced accounting team. Um, so they're you know, not having as many in-house um, and just hand, handing it off to you. Um, which I, you know, and I see that in probably a lot of areas um, as a trend uh, where co- companies are focusing their hiring on what they do, you know, their service offering and then outsourcing the rest. That's like right. The accounting to you. So <laughs> uh, what, yeah. what? The accounting is the need. It's it's the it's it's the it's the one thing you, you've got to have and you've got to button up. And, and to your point, I think 
more and more uh, of those founders and startup teams are, are just outsourcing, to your point, not just accounting, but, but everything. If, it, if it's not a core to their growth, to their strategy, and it's not a core in terms of what they do as their own individual asset, then, then they're looking to, to outsource. Exactly. And that um, leads to a great question. What is one trend you see uh, in the market over the next year or so that most people don't see yet? So like not stuff that's been in, you know, the entrepreneurial news and stuff, but what's, uh, what's something a bit of an undercurrent uh, right now? Bit of an undercurrent. That's a great question. Uh, you know, I think getting back to a little bit of the, of the people side of the house, mm -hmm. I think we're going to continue to see a lot more collaboration and ways over the next 12, 24 months that, again, a lot of activity, a lot of entrepreneurial spirit, a lot of, you know, founding teams, quote unquote, going out on their own to do something. Uh, I think we'll continue to see this mentality where, uh, you know, no company, no man is, 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 is an own island. And I think we'll just see a lot more collaboration, a lot more partnerships, um, a lot more, you know, formally working together. You know, how can we make one plus one be, be a sum that's greater than two? And, right. uh, and I think you're starting to see some of that, but I think that will be a trend. And so I think it's about identifying on the front end where, you know, where could you strategically relate to uh, somebody who's who's doing something similar or selling to the you know same community you are, um, and, and try to figure out where where it can strategically again that we, we leverage our, our relationships, we leverage our contacts, and again try to make that one plus one be greater than two there. Absolutely, that's awesome. Um, so where do you see um, Inflamo? In the next six months to a year, what what do you see for? I mean, not trying to you know test your psychic abilities, but uh, <laughs> just you know, it, looking at into the future a little bit, what what do you see for Inflama? Uh, good question. Now we we've got our we've got again our, our plan in place, and uh, and we've got goals in terms of what we want to hit from a from a top line and profitability perspective, and, and and knock on wood, we're on pace to. To, to hit and achieve all that. Um, so right now, you know, the, the, the plan is, is to get to that million dollar top line. And once we get there, then, then the plan becomes, okay, how do you become a $10 million company? So yeah, uh, that's what we're focused on from a, from a top line and growth perspective. And uh, like I said, you know, what I, what I continue to get back to or what I continue to learn is, is within that growth journey and within that desire to, to hit those numbers and to hit that plan, there can be a lot of distractions and a lot of things that uh, will want to take your mind from, from where it is to, to where, you know, it, it, can, it can just get distorted or jumbled, I guess is what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, for us, it just always helps to, like I said, get back to what is it that was, you know, the, the why you began to do this in the first place. And I think for us, again, as long as, as, long as we stay focused, as long as we stay committed to, to that inflammo mindset and getting back to, again, our, our core purpose and reason for being, then at the end of the day, again, I think, I think the math will just take care of itself and, and we'll be what we are at that point, but we'll, you know, we'll be having fun and we'll be enjoying it and we'll be living out, you know, our, our again, our, our purpose for doing so. So yeah. as long as we're doing that, we'll, we'll, we'll be happy and we'll be successful. That's awesome. And focus on the why. I think that's a focus great, <clears throat> great way uh, to end it there. Um, thank you so much for being uh, on the podcast, Drew. Uh, I really enjoyed talking with you. I think people are going to get a lot out of this. Um, Johnny, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you having me. 
Absolutely. What is, if somebody, you know, listens to this podcast, like, oh my God, I need help with, with my company's finances. What is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, best way is to just shoot us a note. Uh, either go to the website, www.inflamo.co, or shoot us an email, hello at inflamo.co. All right. Very cool. Well, there you have it. Um, Drew, with the founder of Inflamo, great, great interview. Uh, thanks again, uh, and thanks everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed it.